Let's get this bitch started. I said we got this. Flow stupid, yet the rhyme's so brilliant. Never could you bring the kid down, I'm too resilient. And fuck them biting ass niggas who be stealing. Y'all niggas copy my style like a chameleon. I'm a Brazilian, that's one in a million. Too high for ceilings, it's how I am feeling. What the blood clot? How did all these nug rocks have me looking dumb hot with my eyes all bloodshot? Now that's a mugshot in the making. No need for ovens when you're waking. Yo, 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 welcome back to another episode of the Hip Hop Heads Podcast. HQ up in this bitch. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. We back, and this time we back, both of us in the yeah. same motherfucking joint. Back together. Pardon us. We had to take a little time, both of us, for real, for real. Uh, uh, I myself uh, two weeks ago, and then I think the week before that, and me last week. <laughs> probably is what it was. But we do hope y'all uh, enjoy uh, the single joints. We're gonna try to do that from time to time, just to you know mix things up a little bit. Yeah, yeah. But nonetheless, we came back and give y'all that good, good that. That original, you know what I mean? And and we're here, man. We're back with another regular episode, man. Yep, yep. Happy to be back together again. So I feel like it's been, I mean, it kind of has been like three weeks since we actually nigga, like saw each other. Been, <laughs> the last time we did an episode together was at your crib for the uh, for 200. Episode. Yep. And so, then we took a week off after that. <laughs> yeah. Hey, we've been, we've been, hey, listen, man, we hit 200, so we want to take a little time and cool out, but we back. We ain't gonna hit no bullshit no more. We back, man. Oh yeah. And uh yeah, man, it feels good to be back. Um again, if I do sound a little congested, my fault. I got the wild nose strip across the nose. <laughs> if you know, you know, breathe right. Yep. And Shout out to them. If I sound like I'm obstructed in my speaking, don't worry, it's just my fat ass trying to finish breakfast. While laying down, my dad. Wild nigga, I am fucking luxuriating now. Like my, my leg is not is asleep not anymore. <laughs> my leg was asleep earlier. It is not asleep anymore. I'm hey. th- I'm glad we talking now because I'm shit like we, we into it now because I was like, you know what? I could probably pass out. <laughs> I know the feeling, bro. I've been there and then it sucks when you get that feeling and you kind of let yourself kind of cool in it for a little bit and then you're like, fuck, we gotta start. Yep. So yeah, it's a good thing we got this joint started because we do got, I feel like, a good, decent amount of shit we got to talk about because niggas, again, niggas be wildin', man. I'm telling you, and I don't know, I really don't know what has been up with Act for the last couple years, mm. DJ Academics for everybody yeah. else, but this man has really been wildin'. Like, he's been out here just spitting hot take after hot take at people, and it's like the most unexpected shit. It's like, where the <laughs> fuck did this come from? Why are you even on this shit right now? But mm-hmm. he recently set off LL Cool J yep. when he said that, you know, the pioneers of hip hop out here, they be looking broken, dusty and shit like that. Ain't, they, they ain't worth shit. Nobody ain't nobody really checking for them, whatever, whatever. And of course, LL Cool J, LL Cool J not one to ever speak on shit. If LL Cool J is talking about something that he don't like, that means somebody pissed him the fuck off. Oh yeah, and I think uh, I'm just glad that it was LL Cool J who who came out and yeah. spoke out, and it wasn't. And I hate to say it like this, but I'm 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 glad it wasn't uh, a not so well off uh, old school rapper because it would have just fit more into the narrative. Yeah, but if we're being real here, LL Cool J is probably one of the more well off art uh, hip hop artists right now in general, Basically. just based off of his pop culture relevance. Yeah, he he he's known. To soccer moms all over the world now because of CSI Bruh, and, and just his acting career in general. Yeah, because all the yeah. I remember he started getting white audiences, like white audiences really were starting to love him when he had the TV show in the house. 
Oh, I see. I didn't even know he had that. Yeah, because that started on like it started on like a major network, like ABC, CBS, one of the major networks. Right. And then they dropped it, but then of course, like the CW picked it up with all the rest of the black shows. You know what I'm saying? Syndication, and, all that shit. Exactly. Yep. So like. He got, of course, the black audiences already knew who he was, and the CW was more towards minority audiences anyway. But I mean, right. like, I couldn't think of a rapper, and especially at that time, that was on mainstream TV. Like, whether it was comedy, action, drama, whatever the fuck it was. Like, LL Cool J was the first big rapper who was delving into acting, because there was been a lot of them in the game. But he was the first one I remember <coughs> seeing on national TV with his own TV show and then mm-hmm. just getting bigger and bigger with movies from then and get, then getting CSI and all that other shit as he got older. Like he's one of the ones that really like, he really took that change in career and like really, really did well with it. Yeah. No. And I think, um, if anything, he opened up doors for not only rappers, but just artists in general to yep. take on acting roles. Yep. Uh, and, and not just acting roles, but we see a lot recently wrestling roles which you could argue might be the same as acting roles, but uh, <laughs> but uh, you know obviously you know that that happened with, uh, with with Bad Bunny recently. I think he wrestled in WrestleMania and, and Royal Rumble, True. and I also and and nigga just last night I think it was Trina was in wrestling in a wrestling joint. I remember seeing something on Instagram about Trina and the WWE, and I was like, what the yeah. fuck is this? I just didn't really pay no. attention to it, but damn. So, so she actually put, um, uh, had a performed in, in this joint called AEW, which is like the, the competitor to WWE right now, which is actually, if you ask uh, like the wrestling community, I think a lot of people will say that AEW is kind of like what we used to watch back in the day okay. as, a, as opposed to what WWE has turned into nowadays. Now, yeah. I'm not 100% sure exactly what that means because I don't currently watch wrestling. I, but, I don't either, but I've seen clips from recent shit. But even from when I was in high school, Wrestling mm. was way more of a huge spectacle than it was back in the day. Like, it was a big spectacle back in the day, but it was, yeah. like, toned down where it was more about the actual action in the ring, not necessarily all the crazy storylines and shit. And it wasn't, like, you know, they didn't have the big-ass flashy entrances. Of course, that gets better with technology and time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, like, you know, people had their music that they came out with, and they did their thing. They talked a little bit of shit, and then they went in there and rumbled. I mean, that's basically the still formula today. But I feel like it's just, it's, it's, it's a big, extra big production now. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? Not only that, but you also come up with uh, these like ridiculous storylines. Yep. That that you know, I, I was just talking about this with my brother the other day. How like, I don't know how as a kid I didn't think to myself, there's no way that this is real because why are they only beefing when they're in the ring? Exactly. Why why are they not like if this beef that they have is as serious as they're making a scene? Why is there not like? news stories about these niggas fighting at fucking Walmart and shit. Exactly. You know what I mean? And you know they so, travel all around together, so they could have gotten a fighting fucking IHOP and shit too. You yeah, know I mean? exactly. So all that shit, you know what I mean, is uh is something that as an adult, you know, as a critical thinker you might think of. But as like a, you know, eight, nine, ten year old, you're just trying to see like wild shit. Mm-hmm. And and you know, I think that's why wrestling worked for such a long time. Oh yeah. Uh for for for, for a younger audience was because at that age so much is new to you, and you, you kind of just want to indulge in all of it. And wrestling had it all from nigga bitches in bikinis yep. to fucking violence yep. to fucking crazy storylines and shit like that. So it was all just a, a all-in-one like little place. But nonetheless, you know, bringing it back to what we were saying, um, it's that's become another alternative for for um for rappers. And again, that all I think 
to a degree, uh, people, they could thank Al Cool J for just being one of, if not the first, to kind of branch out. I, I'm, I, I don't know if I'm ready to say he was the first one to do it. Yeah, I could be tripping, but I, it's uh, the first one that I really remember that was like huge, huge in one thing, and then yeah. went to the other thing right away. At like yeah. you know towards the end of their career, and it like took off for them. It wasn't like a climb that they had to get like into smaller roles and blah. Like one of the first things I remember seeing LL Cool J was in was like the young, the Longest Yard. The fo- I mean, not the Longest mm-hmm. Yard. Um, Every Given Sunday. Okay, okay. And that was like I think that was in like ninety seven, ninety eight. So that would have been more towards the end of his music career. And then he got in the house, which was actually a fucking funny show. Right. So like that took off and everybody enjoyed it. He had comedic timing. Then he goes to like CSI and all this other shit, and you re- you realize this nigga can actually do some dramatic shit too. You know, like mm-hmm. you know he can he can bring it. So not every rapper yeah. who goes to become an actor is is really successful at it. You no, don't that's appear true. In a lot of things. I think maybe most deaf. Uh, I could add most deaf to that list because he's been in a, quite a few movies and he's been good in all of them. Um, okay. Ice T. You can add yeah, him to that. Ice-T. Yeah, for um, sure. But I mean, I like right off the top of my head right now, considering that I am number one in Smack City and number two, my memory is trash these days. Yeah, and it's just not something else. that you normally think of. For, for, oh, you know Method I mean? Man, so, Method Man. That's oh yeah, yeah, for sure. And actually, technically Snoop, because Snoop been in a bunch of shit too. But Snoop always plays true. Snoop. <laughs> That's the crazy part about it that I don't even know if uh, if we can. That might just be an unfair thing because he literally just shows up and be himself in everything he does in his life. So exactly. Um, but um, but nonetheless, um, bringing it back to 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 the whole uh, academics uh, argument or whatever that was going on. Um, so here's here's my whole thing, right? That I think people need to understand, um, and it might not be something that we both uh, like or whatever, but I do yeah. think it's something that's a reality, right? Yeah. And that's that. I feel like in this case, right, academics has an audience. He has a core audience that they listen to him. They take his word as as law and everything, and you know I do I do think he has to appease to that audience. And, and let's be honest, a lot of these, a lot of his audience is probably a lot of young teens to you know young adults or whatever. And you know I do think that that idea of fuck the older generation or whatever is more prominent now in the younger generation yeah. than it has ever been very true so i just feel like you know a lot of times he says because he actually came out with a video kind of addressing the situation in like a non uh like in- inflammatory way. way yeah yeah and he was saying right he was like look man like the truth is you know there was some context missing from the clip that he responded to and the truth is you know a lot of that was jokes and granted you know i understand that when people get called dusty or broke looking, that does um, as a man, it kind of I can understand how you might why you might feel that uh, a certain you know offended or whatever. But ultimately, what he was what he said was that I I think that um, and again this was a kind of like a, a plea to me that he copped when he was saying that the reason he said that was because a lot of these older artists are criticizing younger artists on how they're moving as far as, you know, coming out and talking crazy shit on the internet and just signing, you know, record deals that are fucking, you know, death records. Yeah, the, tra- the trash jumps, yeah. The, the, the trap, the 360 jumps, you know what I mean? And, and you know, to a degree, 
that does ha- I mean that, that happens a lot now I don't know how much blame you could put on the older generation because his whole thing right one of his main arguments uh after all of this was him saying the older generation has failed the younger generation in rap now I know you know I, but I the younger generation wants nothing to do with the older generation they don't and that's and that's my point exactly is that dog let's be real not just in rap but in real life too yeah. If you an old head nigga, dog, young and you telling a young nigga, hey, you know, don't do that shit. They gonna look at you like, man, shut your old ass up. Who the fuck is you, nigga? Who the fuck is you? Exactly. Who the fuck? <laughs> so you know, to me, that argument isn't valid because we've even seen it in rap. Where mm-hmm. I don't know if you remember, not too long ago, NBA Young Boy and um and and uh, Master P. Yep. Mm-hmm. Oh no! Oh, oh no! Uh, it was Kodak and Master P. I think is who it was. Okay. And he tried to intervene and step in and be the OG, but dog, they not trying to hear none of that because when you not, you gotta remember, dog. A lot of these artists are surrounded by yes men who tell them yes, yes, yes because they bringing in the fucking money, and when somebody comes in and challenges the way that they're living, the way that they're spending their money, nigga, they're gonna be like nigga, fuck you. So. I think we've seen it in hip hop as well. True, but you also got to look at like a lot of the artists that we grew up with, especially like me just being a little bit older than you, like yeah. they weren't the most receptive people at at the in those younger years either when they true, were first true. coming out. So they can't true. even say that, oh, well, you know, I wouldn't have done that blah 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 because a lot of these niggas would have been completely combative of somebody trying to tell them how to move. Like I could not think of like I, I, DMX is one I could have seen that would like step into some stuff and probably be listened to a little bit more. But even like at the same time, it's like DMX could have been like, man, at your age, I would have listened to the OGs that came before me. I don't think old school DMX would have listened to them because that was not old school DMX at the time. Fuck no. Or Fuck you know no. a bunch of different artists for that late. Like you know, it's going to be that way for a lot of people. But at the same time, they didn't go around dissing. The '80s generation of rappers, they loved that generation of rappers, so they still bigged up, big up them. You know what I'm saying? And yeah. but it was like they weren't, they also weren't. No matter how they were moving, like again, like we always say, shit has changed. And even with the gangsters and all that other shit, and the way that, <coughs> that niggas move on certain shit. But so see, like, there was rules to, to to a lot of this game. I say it in quotes before that these niggas don't work with now. So it was like you're calling them out because they're doing the shit that y'all would have never done. But this is a whole new generation of kids who, first of all, probably don't even know who the fuck you are. Yeah, no, and and, and, and it's it's the same argument for like if you talk about like let's just use basketball as an example, yeah. right? A lot of people, you ask them who their favorite basketball player is, they're either gonna say somebody from this generation, LeBron James, Kevin Durant, Steph Curry, whoever, or Michael Jordan, Charles Barkley, uh, Isaiah Bryant. Thomas. Kobe Bryant, Shaq, yep. you know, names of that of that caliber, right? But there's people before them. And if you ask those guys, everybody I just mentioned, who their favorite basketball player is, they're probably going to say fucking Bill Russell. Yep. They're probably going to say, what, Larry Bird or yep. whoever. You know what I mean? People from that. But I think what happens is that as generations move forward, that when there's a gap in between generations, such as the one now and, like, the one in, you know – the 70s or whatever or 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 even 80s mm-hmm. i do feel like the more time goes on the more people just forget about that and it's just i do feel like it's somewhat human nature to feel to do that because again it happens in sports all the times where yep. people forget about people like jackie robinson in baseball you yep. know what i mean and granted i'm not saying that jackie robinson 
is underrated and doesn't get the credit he deserves. But I do feel like people forget about these players or Babe Ruth or whoever when you look at the generation right now. Mm-hmm. And again, it's just because it's what you see. You exactly. only know what you see. Because at this point, they're just stories, like bedtime stories. Yeah, exactly. Like, it's like really... This is a person that they've never seen probably in real life unless they're real old. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And they've never seen any highlights of them or they've never experienced them play. Un- I mean, unless they're real deeply invested into rap, which again, not everybody is. Not everybody's as invested, and that's okay too. Like you don't have yeah, to be super exactly, invested. Exactly. So but like, I don't know. I think it's just um, I with with the way I said it, like I, I mean, he may have been joking. Like Act may have been joking, but yeah. it, like the way he said it, like it didn't sound like he was joking at the time. I agree. So like, I understand. Why LL or any of the older pioneers might have taken it the the complete wrong way and reacted the way that they did, but at the same time, like you said, he is of that generation where he knows who LL Cool J is. He For probably sure. like he probably remembers a couple of songs that he's heard over time, or like some yeah. of the later joints that he did. Right. But like you only know LL Cool J as a TV star, so you like you know kids in in Ak's generation. I mean, Ak is more into music than other people, so I would assume that he knows more about older generations of musicians. For sure. in, no, in he, does, he definitely does. But like people his age, they're not gonna know that LL Cool J was a rapper, or his audience in particular. Yeah, you know what I mean, yeah, because I, 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 I know. I mean, they're not gonna know Ice T was a rapper. You know what I'm saying? Like, unless, unless someone tells them that shit. Yeah. No, I mean that is true. That is true because again. For most, for young kids, for people 18, 19, they've never been around to see Ice-T or uh, Cool J as a fucking full-time rapper. Exactly. You know what I mean? So I do think that um, we owe, <clears throat> like, the younger generation a little bit of grace in that regard because I, I understand that aspect of it, too. Mm-hmm. But I also do think that academics hold some responsibility to teach the younger generation, like, yo, like, Y'all might not know about these niggas, but believe me, if it wasn't for these niggas, we wouldn't have niggas that we wouldn't have young boy. We wouldn't have none of these niggas that y'all fuck with. And it ain't even it it doesn't even matter if if the music that they make is similar or not, because it all falls under the same umbrella of rap. Yep. And had rap not evolved into being what it is today through the older generation doing what they did, it would have never like you would never be listening to what you're listening to now. Exactly. So just because because of that, and any argument against that is invalid because again, if it wouldn't be for these older niggas doing what they do, right? And again, here's another thing, right? That's how it always is for everything. Where the people who first start out, they usually are not fucking paid. Look at old school. Look at super old school basketball players. Yep. Look at the majority of people who played from the '60s through the '80s. Majority of them are broke right now. Oh, yeah. Why? Because they were not getting paid the amount that they're getting paid now. Why? Because the sport wasn't as big as it is now. Exactly. And because it, there wasn't the sponsorships. And again, the same can be said about rap. Yep. Rap wasn't near like rap is is pop culture now. Rap is part of pop culture now. In the eighties and in the and early nineties, rap was not so much a part of pop culture. It was looked down upon. It wasn't as accepted as it is now. Yep. And it wasn't, yeah, ultimately it just wasn't as accepted as it is now. So it was nowhere near as big as it is now. People, you know, we were talking rec- uh, before the show about how much people charge for features. Mm-hmm. The fact that people could even think about charging $70,000, $100,000 for a feature, 
like if you really compare it to like back in the day, it's like ridiculous if you really look at it. You know yeah. what I mean? Like there's no way that uh any artist from back then uh was charging that much for a feature. That's just hell not hell no, hell no. So so you can't really blame or 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 down talk an artist from that generation for not having a whole lot of money or super flashy stuff. Uh, because the reality of it is that the circumstances were different. Exactly. So. Exactly, and we all know that again. Hip hop is a, is a is a youth's game. Yeah, for sure. So like when you get older, especially from that generation, there just wasn't that many opportunities for them to continue to tour and shit like there is for yeah. older acts to do now. And think about it now, right? Like think about think about what you just said, right? Back then, your ways of making money was touring. And whatever money your record label gave you, right? Yep. From from your album, album sales, sales or whatever, else. right? Now, dog, you can get on fucking Twitch and make millions of dollars just playing fucking video games. Look Dang. at T Grizzly making millions of dollars playing Grand Theft Auto. Same thing with you know T Pain. I mean? Same thing with T Pain. Same thing with a lot of these niggas mm-hmm. that they make money in other ways. So you can't say, look, these young niggas is making more money than you old dusty niggas when those, like you said, those they have opportunities more options, yeah, and options didn't exist in the fucking eighties and early nineties. Like yep. that just wasn't a thing. So uh, I think all in all, you know, I think we both agree. Ak was tripping here. I think he was trying to do a little bit of like you know backpedaling and kind of try to save face or whatever. Oh yeah, uh, as much as he could. But I think deep down he knows that he fucked up, and he he kind of just you know. Says some shit that you know just really, in all honesty, isn't true, yeah. But I mean, this is what happens when you like want to try and be the king of hot takes, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, no, and 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 that is very true. That I feel like a lot of YouTube content creators they're kind of pressured, uh, to to find to be you know get a million views or on every fucking video or whatever Mm -hmm. the case may be. And I do feel like a lot of these people they'll they'll fall under that uh, that trap of you know, like you said, uh, just clout chasing and trying to yep. find a way to, to stay uh, uh, popping or whatever. But I, hey. I, And the funny thing is, I don't think academics even needs that right now. He really doesn't. But the best example of what you just said, literally what exactly you just said, I saw, I think it was last week, was some dude, I think he was like either a YouTuber or maybe an Instagrammer, I don't know, but he's, he went up to Nate Diaz and he asked Nate Diaz some just like a very innocuous question, like, you know, are you ready for the fight, blah, blah, blah? And he was like, yo, aren't you the dude that said blah, 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 online? And the dude kind of just chuckled and was like, huh, yeah, and he just hauled off and punched him in the face. So it's like, yeah, watch what you say, because either you're going to get punched in the face or oh, yeah. a lot of people like LL Cool J, who have a lot more clout than you, are going to have something to say. And that's the thing, right, that, like, it's so easy to say something online and uh, and just kind of, you know, live in your own world and not have to worry about any kind of repercussions of it. Right. Because nowadays you could do that. You know what I mean? Like, nowadays you could do that. But, you know, in older times, you kind of had to stood on what you said and you had to accept any kind of smoke that came along with it. I'm t- so, hey, Queen Latifah put it best, dog. And I'm sure other people have said it too. When she said, I remember on Black Rain, she said, you diss me on record, you see me fight. That was it. That was the whole line. <laughs> I was like, well, you know what she's about. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know and ain't no talking when we see each other because you already did your talking. You exactly. Know I mean? So I'm going to handle the situation how I'm going to handle the situation. And then that's going to be it. I'm going to walk the fuck away. After but it's crazy, right? Because now motherfuckers, right? They'll diss full on, full blown diss somebody. Oh yeah! And when they see them, they're like, "Hey, what's up, man?" Like thinking the shit is sweet, and I'm like, "Dog, 
you literally just talk the most shit about this nigga or this person or yeah. whoever, and now you want to get diplomatic about it, yeah. like, be, like, be like, like, be like, we friends and we've been friends forever. Hey, like you just said, man, you diss me, you see me fight, nigga. Like Basically. it ain't no questions, it ain't no in nothing, nigga. There's no words after that. None. You know what I mean, none whatsoever so, have to be said. Yeah. I'm sorry. It's it's a wrap after that. Nah, that's a fact, man. I agree. But like I said, man, uh, I think we could say old school one academic zero on this one. <laughs> and I'm gonna have to go old school. Uh, I I don't know how this has resolved itself, but I think academics. I don't know if he's gonna take an L for this one or not. But he was on a he used to, he went in on Ebro. The, uh, I think it was oh, yeah. on Friday. And he started talking about how Ebro be blacklisting uh, artists off of Apple yep. Music and shit. Now, first of all, I had no fucking clue that Ebro was a fucking uh, a gatekeeper to Apple Music for hip hop. Yeah, so he apparently he's the program director. Oh, um, wow. Of a he, and I think he has been for uh, is it Hot ninety seven? Yeah. Where he's the the host of. Uh huh. He has been that uh, the program director for High 97 for a long time. Oh, wow. And I, the reason I said prior to the show that I, I, I believe that he be blackballing people is because before my man Tax Stone, Free Tax, uh, got locked up, he uh, he would he would always criticize Ebro, and, and, and he pointed shit out that was very true, that this is a New York rap station, and you're the fucking head of... Uh, um, what was I just saying? Um, the program director. So you decide when music comes on, and all you're playing is fucking down south music. That's all you're playing, and this is a New York uh, radio, radio station. And, yeah. and and pretty much, and, and what's crazy about it, right? What's crazy about it mm-hmm. is that as time went on, uh, and things inevitably evolved, what's popping now is New York music, yeah. like New York, New York drill. You know what I mean? So Tax was always somebody who tried to push a lot of New York rappers to the forefront and he would always get mad at Ebro because he would he would do the opposite, you know what I mean? And I think that this is another example of somebody uh you know pulling Ebro's card and telling her, "Look, bro, like you be on some bullshit, dog, because the truth is you not really like about the culture. Like you about your own Ego essentially, and I agree with him one hundred percent because when you hear him talk, yeah, no, he is very, very egotistical. You know what I mean? Like you hear him talk, and and everything he says revolves around him and how he feels about a certain situation, and and I don't know, man. Like I said, I I don't, we don't, we haven't seen any receipts that for sure say X, Y, and Z was blackballed from whatever, right? But dog, multiple people have came out and said this. Um, multiple people who try to push new artists have came out and said this. Wow. So I, I believe it, you know, and, and and I think it's some bullshit. I'm not sure why companies keep giving this guy this opportunity. I personally have never liked him. I don't like his tone when he interviews people. I didn't like the Kodak oh, yeah, it's, Black. It's the egotistical shit. Like, like yeah. he, he always he always definitely comes across like he knows more than anybody he's ever talking condescending. to about whatever. Yeah. Super condescending. But I mean, it's kind of like Joe Budden. Like, they're kind of the same in a way, except I think yeah. Joe is a little more grating on you uh, initially. Like, I feel like like you 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 feel what Ebro's doing, but like it takes a while before it really starts to grind on you too hard. Joe yeah. just hits you in the face with a shoe, dog. Like, <laughs> sure, no, from the be- as soon as you walk in the door, exactly. But um, yeah, like with Ebro, like with the whole Kodak Black thing, 
Like, I do feel like, you know, um, I don't know if you remember where he asked him, like, a question about, like, the allegation he had or something. And um, mm-hmm. he asked him, and Kodak responded in a very uh, diplomatic way. I-, I don't remember exactly what he said, but this nigga Ebro kept trying to, like, you know, kind of, like, play, like, a high, like, a high, holy, like, I don't know. He was just trying to act like he was this, like, encompassing like power to 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 speak down on Kodak for the situation that was going on. What? When he already was like, yo, like, you know, that's, you know, going through court right now, you know, so we just not gonna talk about it. Wow. And and I think that that's fair. And I think as somebody who's going through that and I get that things didn't look the greatest for Kodak at the time, but you have to give them your due diligence and not especially if they say, yo, we're not gonna talk about this. And not talk about you it. You have to respect truth, that, yeah. You got to respect that because regardless if you like him or not, Kodak is one of the figures of rap. And we don't know for sure, at least at the time, if those allegations were true. So I feel like if you keep trying to press the issue, you're kind of making him look worse than what he's already been proven to be. True. So, and, it, and honestly, he can fuck himself over with that shit, too, because yeah. if people see how you treat like Kodak and all these other people in interviews, they're not going to want to come on to your show. And let's be real, dog. What's been the last Hot 97 interview that's been big? Bruh, you asking the wrong one, because I'm still trying to figure out the last Breakfast Club interview that I was really hyped over. But see, that's another one, though. Yeah. That I feel like when you look at um, when you look at well, I guess 50 Cent had, had one recently that I. I watched the whole joint through, but if you look right now, right, the interview game it cha- it's changed to to me million dollars worth of game with Gillian uh, uh, Wallow, and uh, for me personally, uh, No Jumper I think is one that 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 does a really good job, and um, what the fuck is the other one? Um, uh, Drink Champs. Oh no, nah, Drink Champs is a beast. But like the joint, the joint that kind of pissed me off about drink champs is like we're only gonna have like you know hip hop gods, hip hop legends, and blah blah blah. And then like it was like they were doing well, and then out of nowhere it was like gunplay on like five episodes, and I was like, come on, y'all. Like this, nah, <laughs> maybe he's a maybe he's a legend in his own right, but like I don't, I, don't, the, I mean they had just had fucking like Fat Joe, and like you know like uh, hey. fucking. All these people from like the actual old school, like you had um, what is Jay Z's man name? Oh, I can't remember this nigga's name. Why well, I can't remember Bleak. this nigga's name? No, uh, his Memphis boy, Bleak. yeah, Memphis Bleak. There you go. They had uh, Memphis Bleak on there, and he was talking about. I just when, realized like, I said Meek because I combined Memphis and Bleak and said Meek. <laughs> but like they had, she was telling a story about that, like, and Nori was there for it. But it was like yeah. the time that like, um, what is that nigga's name? Dame Dash. And 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 him got into a fight on a, on a plane, mm-hmm. and Nori was trying to act like he said in the background. He's like, "Yeah, I was trying to act like I was sleep, so nobody would inter- like, so I wouldn't be bothered with it." But he was like, "Nori, you were there. You saw this shit." He was like, "Yeah, I was trying to sleep. I was trying to fake like I was sleep the whole time. Like y'all didn't know I was there." But like you know, mm-hmm. they used to tell like the good stories from shit back in the day from the yep. artists that we grew up with and shit like that. Yeah. And then it's just like I, at the time, I didn't even know who the fuck Gunplay was. Like I didn't find out who Gunplay was until after the third time they interviewed him, and I found out he was like a Miami rapper. And I was just hey, like, bro, oh. hey, bro. Pluses and minuses, dog. You gotta make it. You gotta yeah. make it work, dog. I mean, I guess so. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like I you can't. So. You can't have Fat Joe every week on that joint. You're gonna have to figure out some something for week, <laughs> for week number seventeen. You know what I mean? But there are some. There are some uh, joints I want to go back and watch. Like I saw clips sure. of them with. I think it, they did Ja Rule not too long ago. Dog, I'm sure every New York artist has gone to Drink Champs in the sure. last year, probably. And, and I'm I'm the same. Like 
now that I'm kind of cool and I'm not, I don't have school to worry about. I just go to work and I'm chilling on weekends now. Like after this joint, I might throw on a drink champs episode and kind of just cool out. And yeah, smoke a bong to that joint. I would you know love I mean? for them to do Jay Z if they could ever get Jay Z on drink champs. Dog, have Jay Z drunk and high as shit. <laughs> I would love to see Jay Z either on that, on Million Dollars Worth of Game, or on any honestly any current uh, hip hop. Uh, adjacent podcast, you know what I mean? Because I don't think Jay, I can't think of the last for one, I can't think of the last interview that Jay the did. last interview I remember Jay did was when Angie Martinez started working at Power 105 after she left. Um, hot well, that's at least like what seven years ago, at least you know what I'm saying? Like it was her first big interview, yeah. But you know, they're like really good friends, so like I was about to say, yeah, that's the a- only Angie... time you get some shit is like that is when it's like someone that he's super cool with. And like, and he'll still be truthful about shit. It was a great interview, but again, I would love to see him on Drink Champs for the simple fact that you know they're gonna get his ass drunk. Cause yo, they got Nas pissy drunk, and that interview mm-hmm. was awesome. And I still haven't even watched all the interview, but I like, I seen pieces of it where you can see Nas is like more drunker and more drunker and more drunker. At each you see one. the different stages. <laughs> I love shit like that, dog. Cause you get you get them loose and like just let them talk, and they tell all the good stories, dog. Oh fuck, that's the whole. Re- Look, Nori likes to say, oh, yeah, this is about celebrating. No, the fuck it ain't, dawg. It's about getting niggas drunk and having good content. Y'all you niggas is spilling the tea like shit. Y'all niggas is ghetto Wendy Williams. That's, it. Uh-huh. <laughs> That's all it is, dawg. That's all it is. And, 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 you know, they can frame it to be, you know, we giving our flowers to the legends. I mean, Listen, you are because you're bringing You are. No, you are. But, but at the same time, don't act like this isn't a, 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 a thought-out thing that you're giving these niggas mad Tiger bomb shots. <laughs> you got damn right, my name, yo. But I mean, like, it's it's definitely is entertaining. I need to get back oh, into it sure. though, especially now for that sure. it's on other stuff. Because when I first started got into Drink Champs, it was like on a random website, and it was the only way that you could listen to it. Mm-hmm. It wasn't on SoundCloud. It wasn't on like iTunes YouTube. or anything like that. Like it was just there. Now it's cool that you can actually watch the videos of the shit too. Because listening to it was cool, but watching the videos, especially of my favorites, yo. Know? Oh yeah, for sure. Nah, I'm 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 right there with you, man. All right, well, let's move on to our next topic. <laughs> I'm sorry, that just sounded hilarious for you, chew. You just all right. All right, hold on, hold on, hold on. All right, let's move on to the next topic. Uh, the next topic. This little nigga, the baby, and he is a little nigga. Oh I man, it. yeah, he is, he is. But this nigga, of course, comes out stirring the pot. Of course. On a new song called Boogeyman from his new album, Baby Baby on Baby 2. Where he says that he was fucking Meg Thee Stallion the whole time of the Tory Lane shit. Mm-hmm. And he said he the just, night before. He said the yeah, night before. And he said, I just kept it G and didn't say nothing. And what when you... So now... Now, before we were... We, we went over our topics before the show, right? And... You said that shit, and you and me both, like, right after you said it, you and me just kind of looked at each other and, like, cocked our heads to the side and was like, but, nigga, you just said it. Like, you just <laughs> fucking said it, nigga. Maybe it's a year that's later, like, but goddamn. That's like saying, yo, I kept it, like, I kept it G and it snitch on my niggas till now. Right. And till it is, now. And it's, it's just like, I don't understand. I, I really feel like the baby is just, like, baby 50 cents. Because yeah. he just came out of nowhere and stirred the pot for no fucking reason. He just busted off shots at Meg Thee Stallion and Tory Lanez. And her fucking boy, and her, current boyfriend. Exactly. 
Oh, that's right. He did. He went on partisan. I forgot about that. And then, but it's just like Fifty Cent when the Plan B remix came out. He said that Lil Kim was talking about Nicki Minaj's uh, daughter, or her son. Sorry, oh, her son. Yeah, yeah. And then called her daughter. Said, "Well, her daughter got that lazy eye anyway." Blah 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 blah. I was like, she's not even talking about like Lil Kim. There was no like Nicki Minaj. There was no way that that was shot towards her. Like, it was just stirring the pot. Of course, then the pot. somebody had to ask him. So Kim had to be like, "Oh, it was like you know niggas that I had fuck with in the past." Blah blah. My baby daddy. Blah blah blah. And when you listen to it again. You can understand where she's coming from and who she's talking to on that joint. But why did 50 Cent just have to jump out of nowhere? He it's like It was like, yes, Plan B remix came out. Everybody's like, oh, damn, Kim is out here spitting again, blah, 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 blah. And 50 Cent is like, actually, this bitch is talking about Nicki Minaj's daughter. I was like, I think son. what the fuck? Or son, what the fuck is the reason? What the fuck was the reason for this? There was no rhyme or reason behind it. It was like, you just did it because like you're you're trying to cause trouble between other people. Oh yeah, no, and, and and that's exactly how I feel. Just the baby stun is one hundred percent, dog, one hundred percent. And obviously, it's no coincidence that this nigga has an album coming out next week. Of course, no coincidence that this is the lead single to the fucking uh, album. Of all course. the promotion you need. Yep. All the promotion you need is for stirring up other niggas' drama. Stirring up other niggas' drama. Now, I will say because people try to say. Oh, he uh, incriminated Tory Lanez by saying the night that uh, she got shot or that Tory shot her. But the whole time, the joint says uh, he fucked on her the night before she said that Tory, you know, shot or whatever. So he didn't necessarily throw Tory under under the bus just for the sake of the bar. I just want to throw it out there because I did see a lot of Twitter saying that, that, oh, you know, he couldn't wait to say that and even got his own man, Tory, incriminated by admitting that he did it but that is not what happened but again back to what is important here i think this shit is fucking lame you know i'm gonna be honest with you Mm -hmm. i think that um is really no point in doing this aside from being a fucking bully you know what i mean even even if he did even if he did fuck megan the stallion what is the point like she has currently has a man who they're in a happy relationship they chilling like, aside from being a fucking bully, and don't get me wrong, I get that being a bully might be a cool, fun thing or whatever when you're, like, a fucking teenager or a kid or whatever. <laughs> but, nigga, you a grown-ass man, and you really think that this is, like, cool and, 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 and like, okay at that? You know what I mean? And I don't know, man. I just think that this shit's weak, though. It is weak. Now, I will say, playing devil's advocate, or white devil's advocate, True. Um, and, and, and putting the wrinkle of maybe this, maybe that, now it does kind of fit a timeline of some shit that we've seen, right? About Tory Lane's anger issues. So if sure. he was trying to get with Meg the Stallion and and didn't, but found out that his man, the baby, did, maybe he like popped off. Maybe she said something slick about it, and that's why he popped off and pow pow pow. Because I mean, look at what he did to um. And I'll, I'll bring this up. Um, I have it on the list. I forgot to write it down, but uh. The, when Tory Lanez just walked up on August Alsina and mm-hmm. like tried to give him dap or whatever, and the dude just like yep. ignored him, so he punched him in the face. You know, like I'm saying, yep. like that's that's another thing element. Yeah. But again, I don't true. know if it's true. That's just a conspiracy theory going around in my head as to why the <coughs> why the event even happened or what. No, and what would have caused it? That is very that very well might be the case. Hey. Again, we're not saying that that's what it is. Nope. We're just we're just bringing 
scenarios and theories to the table. Conspiracy theory. Conspiracy theory hour, baby. <laughs> you know what I mean? That's what we're going to call the title of our podcast. <laughs> masters. Niggas have a problem with our fucking name and shit. Oh, now. Oh, shots. Pow, pow, pow. If you know, you know. But anyways. <laughs> yeah, man. Like, I don't know, man. I, I You're 100% right. That could be the case. And again, even if that is the case, I still think that uh, uh, the baby bringing it up for to promote his new album to me, it's kind of weak. It's a bitch move. I'm not gonna lie. You know what I mean? Like, and, and again, it is just a stir the pot. I just feel like with people like this, it's people that have no morals. They'll do anything for uh, for a bag, essentially. Yep. And and I mean, we've seen the baby running around in a diaper before he popped off. So. <laughs> I, I do think that he probably we probably should have known that about him back then. True. But nonetheless, uh I don't know, man. Like and and again, it's funny that this comes after uh supposedly his ticket sales were down like super crazy low in New Orleans, I think is what it was. He, oh, wow. he only sold five hundred tickets or something like that. Oh shit. And um and it was just a really bad thing where he had to cancel the show. So it just doesn't really make too much sense to me for him to Kind of double down on being a fucking dickhead asshole. And some people just can't resist that type of shit. Hey, listen, man. I I hope he's able to keep the wave riding, man, and his fan base is still rocking with him. Because, like I said, if that's a sign of what's to come, dog, then I don't think that it's a good move to just come out there and just make yourself to be the villain. Like, like this isn't wrestling where like (laughs) being a villain gets you paid more than being a good guy. You know what I mean? Like. Like, it really does. I don't think it works that way where people will just stop listening to you and stop supporting you, stop coming to your shows. And now you're about to be like one of the next people we're going to talk about, designer. Oh, gosh. <laughs> yes. Now, you want to go ahead and take this one on there? Yeah, man. All right, guys. So pretty much what happened here, I don't know if you guys have seen it, but our boy designer, right, Mr. Panda himself, Mr. I got broads in Atlanta, <laughs> Mr. Timmy, Mr. Timmy, Timmy, Timmy Turner, oh, in the winning with the burner, <laughs> in that motherfucker dog came out, right, I ain't gonna lie, I'm gonna sound like academics here, looking dusty, dog, <laughs> just looking, just looking like he's at the Ramada Inn right now, <laughs> I don't even know if Ramada still exists, but. Oh, I'm sure they out there somewhere. Somewhere, dog, but there's always not one. looking not looking like he was in a luxurious surrounding. Let me just say that, right? <laughs> Came out not looking designer. Not looking designer. <laughs> yes, 100%. And started talking shit about ESTG. Mm. And now for those of y'all that don't know, EST he been he been doing his thing in the last couple months slash years. He's yeah. an up and coming and I don't mean up and coming because he's he's a pretty well known artist now, but he's definitely a young, fresh artist right now in rap right now. Like he's 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 new to the game relatively, right? Yeah. And he's hot. Like he's he's a hot commodity right now in rap right now, right? Um and I pretty much what happened was that um designer reached out and asked for a feature and he hit him. With a fucking invoice, my nigga. He hit him. And instead of returning a verse 
That nigga sent them an invoice, dog. Yo. He said, let me get a verse. Here's what you owe. Here's what you owe. That nigga's, dog, that nigga's secretary. Dog, he emailed him, and his secretary emailed him back. All right? Okay. And listen, bro, like, we talked about this before the show starts. You know, a lot of artists, they might have a feature price, right? But the reality of it is that they build relationships with other artists yep. and they don't charge so that when it's time for them to get a feature for their album, yep. they can get the favor back. That's exactly. how, that's just how business works a lot of times. Yep. And not just in music, but just in general, a lot of times people will do that just to not make things tricky or whatever. Let's just have a good relationship. I got you, you got me, you know, that's just what it's going to be. Yep. Right now. Again, in this case, he was asking ESTG for the, for a fucking feature. He jumped out and said 70K, Damn. right? 70K. Now, granted, I don't think either one of us have a, an idea of what the average going rate for a, a relatively known mainstream rapper is these days. You know yeah. what I mean? I don't know if we know for sure. But it ain't but no- 70K, nigga. I mean, it might, it might be, it might be because if, if somebody, I right, put it this way, if somebody like Lil Baby is charging a hundred to one hundred and fifty to maybe two hundred thousand for a feature, which I think he is, oh, damn. then I think for him to charge seventy thousand might be fair. I don't know, hmm. but regardless, right? Regardless, regardless well, of all of that, yeah. Designer came out and started talking a bunch of shit and pretty much saying he's some shit. You can't. You're nothing compared to me. You know, you're charging 70K and you haven't done half the shit that I've done. Nigga, you haven't getting... done half the shit you've done. What do you mean? <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'm trying to figure but... out what the fuck has designer done. No, no, don't get me wrong. Panda was a humongous song. Panda, for sure. Timmy Turner, and then that one joint that he came out with, like what, during the pandemic that was all right? Yeah, and, but, but even not, then. It wasn't, it wasn't even a single. It was just like a little YouTube joint. No, yeah, and, and even then, like, even just talking about Panda and Timmy Turner, like, I do feel like those songs were, uh, particularly Panda, were humongous. True. And uh, to the point where, you know, they were memed out and everything, right? Honestly, I don't think Panda would have been as big as it was if people hadn't confused him for Future. Like, it was real big, and people thought it was Future, and then it became, like, I mean, it got, I mean, it stayed big. I'm not going to lie, because it was the biggest song. It still but I don't think big, it would have hit as big if he didn't sound like Future and people had confused him at first. Because people yeah, that were was, introducing that the was song part of the whole aura. A, yeah, it was, was it, it was, they were introducing him as, like, or introducing it from, or people were like, hey, have you seen that new Future song? And I was like, what new Future song? Like, if you weren't a Future fan, you didn't know that that wasn't Future. <laughs> For sure. Nigga, even I was a Future fan, and I thought that was Future. There you go. So... But yeah, so I just thought that was really weird, man. Um, like I said, you're asking him for the feature. Yeah. He's not coming up to you. So the fact that you're now saying that this person is some shit after you just wanted him to be on your album is obviously it just looks crazy. Yeah. It looks like you're it just looks like you're salty. It looks like you don't have seventy thousand, yeah, you know what I mean? I was saying look like you broke and salty, yeah. <laughs> so I mean, I maybe, know, maybe this nigga does have 70K. He just doesn't have 70K to give to this nigga for a verse. Ver- that's, he might only have 70K. Exactly. You know what I mean? Net so, worth. <laughs> exactly. Um, now, I don't, we don't know that for a fact. Man. I hope he has more than that for sure. I hope he has a couple M's to the side somewhere. Hopefully, somehow. Hopefully. But, but um, again, 
I don't know if that's the case if you're complaining about having to pay seventy thousand to somebody that you probably don't have a relationship with. Exactly. You know, it's it's one thing, right? If let's just say him and Bobby Schmurter, them is he from New York? He's from New York, right? Uh, I think maybe he's I in think New he York is from New York. Jer- no, because what's Fetty rappers from Jersey? I think he is from New York. Yeah, so like. If if these two niggas is from New York and they you know whatever are, have talked before and he char- wants to charge him seventy k, I understand why you might be upset if yeah. you have a relationship together. But if you've never talked to this person in your life in person and then all of a sudden you reach out and ask for a feature, nigga, you are gonna have to pay that back. Basically, and it's just That's- like why? Okay, motherfucker, put his price out there, whether whether it's high or not. You know what I'm saying? Right. For the you could have just been like, oh, that's too much out outside my price range, you know. Thanks anyway, blah blah blah. No, you had to get online to disrespect this man. No, that's a fact. And it that's- was it was just an unnecessary thing. And not only did you go online and disrespect him, and you went online and you looked foolish and sounded foolish while you were doing it. And it's not not even on some like, oh, this nigga's some broke shit. It's like no, it's just like y'all started up a business transaction. You knew what it was, and he put out his price. And like, yeah, you can be mad that you can't afford his price, but ain't no reason to go attack a nigga for that shit. You know what I'm saying? Like, no. Like we would have never known about this, nigga. It just comes off as as um, what's what's it called when somebody like expects things to happen? Like entitled. Entitlement. Yeah, it just comes off as entitlement that because you had a popping song, almost what six seven years ago now. Yeah. You know what I mean? That that you should still be entitled to get free features from people or whatever. Exactly. Like, come on, bro. It's not going to work. It's like, bro, way. you haven't been the hottest thing in the game in a long time. You have no, Nigga. you don't have that clout anymore. Multiple people have had careers and their careers have died out in between you being hot and now. <laughs> so let's relax. I hate relax. to say that, but goddamn. <laughs> Let's it's relax, designer. Truth, yes, this nigga needs to sit down somewhere for real, for real. For real, dog. But this is, uh, but uh, yeah, um, I don't know, man. I mean, I guess you, I don't know, because I, I can see where he's coming from, but at the same time, his reaction was just unnecessary and unwarranted. There was no reason it was for it. There was no reason for it no, at no. all. And, and I'm willing to bet if he hasn't yet already, he's going to come out and apologize. If not to him but personally, to everybody in general, he's gonna be like, "Oh, I'm gonna apologize to my fans that I reacted that way." And yada, hit, yada, hit yada. that that Will Smith apology on 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 Instagram. Oh yeah, for sure, it's coming. <laughs> it's coming. All right. Well, um, this is a strange story, and I don't like I don't like the. I mean, I hear a lot of people talking about racist undertones with it, but yeah. um, the Celtics' new head coach, uh, Ime Odaka. I believe I think so, that's yeah. how you say it. He was suspended for one year after having uh, sexual relations with someone on his staff under him. Apparently, mm. in the Celtics organization, that is a big, big no-no rule. Uh, they didn't fire him, but they decided to suspend him, and I believe they're suspending him for a year without pay. Yeah. So, so what makes this, uh, I guess you could say, hip-hop adjacent to a certain degree is that the man is married or was together with Nia Long. Yep. For those of y'all that don't know. And honestly, I didn't know that for a long time either. And I that's why no I think this has become such a big deal in uh in the hip hop community. In the hip hop community is because Nia Long is is like a, a, a icon in the community. She's yep. like you know she's been she mentioned was, on a bunch of songs. She's been in a whole bunch sure. of hood ass movies. Like sure. Nia Long is a fuck she that's what she is. She she, she, she was the voice of both the char- main character boys on uh 
the Boondocks. So like you know like I think it was just one. No, was that Regina King or was that her? Yeah, it was, it was Regina King. Okay. Either way, I'm sorry. Yeah, I fucked that up. But still, still, Nia Long, a beautiful woman, has been in a lot of hip hop adjacent movies. Oh yeah, has for been sure. in the hip hop sphere for years, and for have, sure. of course, niggas have been rapping about Nia Long forever. For sure. So like, yeah, you're the, that's the reason why she, it became hip hop news. But it's also yeah. really like it's just fucked up. Like you just hired this guy to be coach. Now mm-hmm. he's suspended for an entire year without pay. Like, I can does that mean that somebody else can hire him while he's suspended? Or is he, like, yeah. on non-transferable list or some shit like that? Like, Right. No, and, and, and look, man, like, I understand the whole, you know, rules or rules thing or whatever. But, like, and, and, and I don't know if the full uh, details have come out about uh, what was really going on, who this person was within, the, uh, you know, that uh, – uh, between the within the Celtics uh, yeah. organization, uh, so we don't really know exactly. Like, if it was, and again, like, we just know it was consensual. Yeah, and 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 honestly, right? I don't think I don't see how that's like the biggest deal in the world because I don't know if you have, but I one hundred thousand percent have worked with people who are fucking dating people that are like their superior or whatever yep. in, in in jobs. And granted, sometimes you know that that can cause some issues. But I don't see how that could cause any issue or dilemma in this case, um, in, in all honesty. So, I, I mean, I don't know, man. It's, it's, it's I'm actually surprised crazy. that they just didn't fire him because it sounds like that's something that they would have done. I mean, all of these other sexual – well, these are the sexual assault cases and whatever sport and stuff, but, like, the yeah. owner still owns the team, no real anything. Like, a coach can still coach either at that team or somewhere else. I think that the the guy that was the Redskins coach, I think he went to Vegas – and then those charges hit, and I think they actually, I don't know if they fired him or if he retired, but I'm pretty sure he's not coaching anymore. But again, that was sexual assault, not a, like a a consensual sexual relationship with somebody. Exactly. Exactly. Now, you also got to remember that this guy took the Celtics to the NBA Finals like, this past season. He just took this team in his first year as a head coach to the Finals, and sure, you know, they lost to Golden State, but nonetheless... Took him to the finals, and that's something that I feel like as an owner, regardless of, you know, because, you know, I'm sure you've seen it happen in organizations or in teams where a teammate might break a certain rule, but the coach, he's such a, a pivotal part of why the team is successful that the coach is just like, man, fuck it, just get the fuck out there. Yep. You know what I mean? Like, I remember me and my friends always tell the story of our uh, <coughs> of one of our teammates he um he was hands down our best player on offense and on defense, uh, but but specifically on offense, mm-hmm. he was um like our quarterback slash running back because we ran like a a spread formation or whatever. But nonetheless, he was our best player, and we were we had a game at like six thirty, I think is what it was, and it was raining, and this nigga was nowhere to be found. We were supposed to be at at fucking in the locker room or whatever, like at. 3 30 uh-huh. nigga it was like fucking 5 30 an hour before game time nobody had heard from him nobody did nothing this nigga showed up smelling like fucking tree dog <laughs> straight up just smoked the jay he was on oh, my bad coach i just had something going on da, 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 da. dog the coach was just like dog just get dressed and get out there and i was like yo if any one of us did that it would be a wrap. Get the now, fuck out of my goddamn locker room, Nickel. Exactly. And, and again, it's 
I think that that's the reality of life, and it's not fair necessarily. True. But the reality of it is, this guy just took this team to the NBA championship, and that's something that every team wants to do every single year. Exactly. They want to win it more, more, more so. But nonetheless, so I do feel like for that reason they weren't they weren't gonna fire him. I do think that to an extent, I think it's too much. I think. A whole year is kind of crazy, especially when there's no allegation of any, you know, non-consensual things happening. Yeah. And I think that that's that's honestly way more important at the end of the day. And um, we're also this is coming off the eve of also finding out of Brett Favre, uh, a former NFL quarterback, supposedly stealing money from fucking welfare funds, like scamming like the system, essentially. Is what he did so he could build a, a volleyball court or some shit like that. At the school yeah. his daughter goes to and plays volleyball for. Yep. Yep. So it just kind of sucks right now, right? That right now he's uh, the black man in the situation being the Boston Celtics head coach. Yep. Is getting the brunt. Of, is it the grunt or the brunt? The brunt. The, the brunt of the, of the bullshit, of the people talking down and looking down and looking crazy. When Dog Brett Favre literally took money from the pockets of and and mouths of fucking you know people who don't have enough money to fucking feed their family essentially. Uh-huh. So I don't know, man. Just it, again, and, that, and that's where the whole you know racial undertone came in, where yeah. it's like, yo, this you know this is a black man. He got suspended for the whole year, and I I get it that <clears throat> Brett Favre isn't signed to an NFL team at the moment or or to any league. But his name is money. But his name is money, Let's and that I way, do yeah. think that I do think that people should. Uh, you know, not granted, I know it hasn't been proven necessarily yet. And the whole Celtics head coach thing was, but still, like people should be talking about the whole Brett Favre thing because, you know, this is somebody that people held in such a high regard for such a long time because of his abilities or whatever on the football field. But I do think that the same amount of uh, accountability should be held for him now with all this shit going on. I completely agree. And I mean, I mean, obviously, what Brett Favre did is 10 times worse than what. Uh, sure. Udoka did, but uh, he's. I guarantee you that he's probably going to get a slap on the wrist. Not even like pay, have to pay back like the majority of the money or anything like that. You know, Brett Favre is not going to fucking jail for this. Like, but if it had been any of us regular, just brown black people, we they would have thrown our ass to fucking jail once the shit happened. And then of course, but I mean, it does. It puts a lot of bad light on his name, and for he's sure. already kind of put a lot of bad light on his name throughout the Trump administration. Yep. And yep. all the views that he had about a bunch of shit during that and, and vaccines and all that <coughs> other shit. So, like, it's just one more notch to, like, like this motherfucker just really doesn't care about anybody that's not him or whoever yeah. is in his immediate vicinity. Or- and it's funny, right? Like, I don't know why I didn't know that Brett Favre was, like, a right-winger, like, you know, Trump-supporting type of motherfucker before. Like, Come like on. I said it again? Come on, nigga. No, I know. <laughs> and, and that's kind of what I'm telling myself. Like, come on, nigga. Like, you should have known better than that. Like... You should have known that this nigga was not on the right side of history. Yeah, yep. this nigga one hundred percent does not care about your kind, dog, like at, at all. all. At so that, all. like, and, and again, it, I was telling my brother about that shit. How it's funny how sports were able to overlook, uh, you know, a person's personal character or whatever, just based off of their fucking physical <laughs> abilities. Yep, you know what I mean. And again, that goes for everybody. It doesn't just go for. Uh, you know, right wing white people, but it also goes for people of color who, mm-hmm. 
in all honesty, probably aren't the greatest people in the world, but we respect their ability to play football or fucking be a boxer or whatever yeah, so much. Soccer. That, or soccer or whatever. That we just kind of be on some shit sometimes. Nigga, hell yeah, them niggas be on some shit, dog. They'd be wilding the fuck out. Jeez. Sleeping with each other's girlfriends and wives all over the place on the same yeah. team. How you expect to be on the same team and work with a nigga when you know this nigga has been piping out your bitch for the last like eight, ten months? You dog. First of all, at the least, we're getting a, a, a fair one in the locker room with the fucking players, making sure that we're able to get a good fair one in. Yep. You know what I mean. Yep. And second of all, I'm getting a fucking trade immediately after that. Bruh, fuck. Or bruh, this nigga's leaving. Way. Yeah, one of the two. One of us got to go. One of us yeah. got to go. Because if not, we fighting every single day. Exactly. But yeah, that's 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 that just dramatic shit, man. It's just crazy. Yeah. So I mean, again, back to the whole. Celtics coach thing yeah. I do think Personally I think It's too much time I'm gonna be honest With you Should he have Gotten suspended Maybe You know Whatever You kinda have to do What you have to do But I think A year is too much I think at the most It should have been like Until the beginning Of 2023 Which would probably Be around Two or three months Of yeah, suspension I was, I was about to say Like three to four months At the absolute most I think but that's like, the you, most You're yeah. not gonna want your, your, your head coach Like you said Who just took you To the finals last year so he's obviously a good coach. You don't want him to miss yeah. the entire fucking season. What does uh, that? How? What does that do for the morale of your of your squad and of your fan base? You know what I'm saying? Bullshit. It, it, no, it really is bullshit to the point right where I feel like even now. Granted, I, I don't know if we've heard from the from the lady who was involved in the situation. Nah, they've been keeping her name out the news. They said they wanted to do it to protect her. <laughs> but I mean, like, but see, I don't even. But I don't know, man. Like she hasn't came out and said any neg- negative. Things about it, no. at least to my knowledge. The, I don't think. All look, I th- they basically they confirmed it with the lady that it was consensual. There was no okay. negative things about it. It was something that they engaged in because they. See, that's crazy to. to me. But yeah, so, that's like you cheat on your wife and your job finds out, and then you're like, "Yo, bro, like, what shit wasn't cool? We gonna right? have to suspend you now." <laughs> like, what the fuck is that? But that's my personal oh. fucking life, and you're over here. You know what I mean? Well, I mean, the only reason in this in this instance is because the team, like, it, ha- it happened within, you know, I don't know if within their facilities, but with their employees. True. That and if they true. have, if they do have that rule, like, I want to know what the rule says exactly. Is the rule that you get suspended for a year or you get fired or like, right. what, like or is like it just it, an it, arbitrary thing that they're bouncing around? And that's a very good point. And if it is an arbitrary thing, then I think a year is too much. You know exactly. What I mean? A year is too much, set- period. Period. Yeah, yeah. No, for sure. But if it's a set in stone thing that if you get caught, you know, fucking with another employee, it's a year suspension, no questions asked. If that's what it is, hey, fuck it. That's what it is. But like you said, if it's an arbitrary thing where they're just kind of, you know, it's up for decision. Exactly. If they decided on a year, that's crazy. Exactly. But you know, it is Boston. I've been to Boston. It's 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 a cool it's a cool city from what I what, what I was able to see and experience. But mm-hmm. they they got a history. Oh they yeah, got a history. Shit, they got a present too, nigga. <laughs> <laughs> this uh, man, wild. <laughs> nigga, I've seen mad videos recently of uh, Red Sox games of them them motherfuckers wilding out there, dog. So, oh god, I've heard about yeah. those, but I haven't seen any videos. Actually, no, I saw a fight video of somewhere in Fenway Park not too long ago. Uh, I believe it. Actually, 100%. I went to Fenway Park for that damn concert, dog. Fenway Park, like for real, it's a big fucking stadium, but like. It's like in the middle of a neighborhood. 
and it's got like houses and shops around it, and then it's like it'll be like shop, 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 then entrance to the to the to the stadium, and then shop, shop, oh, yeah. shop, and it's just like if you you would miss that shit if you just walking through the neighborhood looking for it and you didn't know exactly where to look because it's not right. like it's not like it's a stadium off by itself like everybody else has. It's literally in the middle of some shit built like they got houses and shit built around it. You know what I heard is like that is a uh, Yankee Stadium where like it's in the middle of the Bronx pretty much. Really? Yeah, that's the crazy thing about it. And, it and, and if you think about it, right? If you think about it. That's kind of how um, the Orioles stadium is. No, the like, Orioles stadium is off by the train tracks. But, dog, less than like, less than a mile away, it's like a whole like neighborhood of like, you know. That's houses. true. But it's not, like I said, it's not in the neighborhood. Like, like it's true. like the stadium, like Fenway is built into the neighborhood. Like, it's like they built Fenway and then built the neighborhood around that bitch. <laughs> oh, yeah, that, that is, that, I'm not going to lie. That's pretty crazy. That's pretty crazy. Well, again, thank you for everybody listening to the show today. We're glad to have you always listening. Glad to be back yes, together to bring y'all a regular episode. Not much else to say beyond that. Y'all know y'all can find us for your listening pleasure. I'm going to try and do this from memory. On SoundCloud, Spotify, iTunes, Google Play, and Spreaker. Uh, and then you can find us on Instagram and Facebook at HQ Podcast. And yes, that is all spelled out. Spelled out. Yep. And you can find us on Facebook by going to Facebook.com and just searching out Hip Hop Heads Podcast, and you'll see the logo. There it is, man. There yes, it is. Sir. All right, y'all. Well, be good. And if you can't be good, at least be the best that you can be. And if you can't do that, man, at least make y'all proud. And if you can't do that, remember, ladies and gentlemen, the fucking sun is setting earlier now. It's getting colder outside yeah. now. What does that mean? That you don't want to be outside waiting for fucking tow truck because you got an offender bender because some bitch-ass nigga in front of you did not <laughs> use their turn signals, all right? He took the long yeah. way today, baby. <laughs> I say all that to say use your fucking turn signals. I don't care if you're making a right, if you're changing lanes, if you're making a left, nigga, use your fucking turn signals, dog. <laughs> we ain't got time, nor do we got jackets that fit us because we gained weight over COVID. <laughs> so be waiting outside for the tow truck to come, all right? I'm dead. I'm out. I'm dead. All right, y'all. We out. Peace. <laughs> Peace. <laughs>